0: ladies and gentlemen good afternoon welcome on the culture news my name is david Cerebro, and i have the pleasure to have today on i Heart radio the very talented author her name is jessica martin she has released this wonderful book called unlocking your true potential harnessing control for blissful mind body and soul that's exactly what we need. And she's here with us to talk about her book and also give us a couple of tips for us to unlock our true potential. Right now is the wonderful Jessica. Jessica Martin, how are you today?
1: So good, David. Thank you for the amazing introduction. It's good you, to be how good here. How I are am?
0: For introductions, I'm the best. You know, I wish... I wish I could introduce myself that way. Hello, I'm... Right, right. (laughs) I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. So it's so good to have you uh, today over uh, the phone. So thank you so much for taking time with us. So the first question I have for you is, uh, what brought you to become an author? What is your journey? Uh, What was your journey before you started to put that wonderful book together, please?
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, it's a it is a journey. So uh, when I first started uh, thinking about writing a book, it was actually many years ago. I just didn't really take the time to do it. And because of the current circumstances in the world, I was like, it has to happen now. But my journey had started with this several years ago, because I myself had gotten, you know, kind of stuck. Uh, It happens to a lot of us. We get pulled into what I call like the noise of society where you go into the machine (laughs) and you're just busy working, doing all the things you're supposed to do, not realizing you're really coming into societal constraints and with that are often denying yourself Uh, those mind body spirit experiences and what you find is statistically after a period of time that's happening to individuals the challenge is you're going into a place of not being happy of not having bliss not having a mind body spirit connection getting sick stressed out you know you see how many people have anxiety stress all these things in the world Um, chronic illnesses are on the rise and when you look at all of the medical research and what's going on in the world it often has to do with the societal constraints and so when i was going through this myself because i did i had this journey myself personally many years ago and i'd gotten very sick i had a in fact my rheumatologist who was the chief of rheumatology told me after a couple years of treating me she goes The problem is you have a mind-body-spirit disconnect. And until you fix that, you will not get any better. And that was quite a wake-up call for me. So I went on this journey of um, trying to heal myself. I had, at the time, I had been diagnosed with multiple diseases and was fighting cancer. And I was kind of a mess, you know? But I was so busy climbing the corporate ladder, um, raising my, my kids, taking care of my family, trying to do all the things I was supposed to do that I completely lost myself going for these tangible achievements and what uh, the expectation was of me. And as I pulled away from that and started this new journey, I found I was healing. I had no more stress and anxiety. Uh, my lifestyle changed. I became happier and happier all the time. And as I did this, I also had a company I had started when I was sick and during that time i was starting to create herbal blends and grow our own herbs to help others heal that were maybe fighting fibromyalgia ibs what have you and I got my, I went on this, I was also doing a lot of education and I, I went and back to school for so many things um, and because I just wanted answers and I wanted to be able to help more people. As I was able to help myself, I started seeing about like six, seven years ago when I started helping heal others, that it was working and people were coming back and then they were referring me and we just kept growing and growing. But the reality is, that's what led me to the book because then I stopped and I was like, we've got to get this to more people. We've got to make it tangible. We got to take them along this journey. How do we do that? If they're, you know, can't, whatever their situation, right? Maybe they prefer reading. Maybe they can't attend one of the right courses, what have you. And so this book walks you through step-by-step step where it gives you examples. It explains that chapter of what's going on, But there's actual exercises like a workbook kind of style in the book to help you make that mental transition because lifestyle change is massive, especially when you're not doing it for, you know, a diet, right? Like it's not a weight loss book. It's we're going to change your whole life. But at the end, you're going to be incredibly happier than you've ever imagined you could be.
0: Wow. That's such a beautiful... um... Way to introduce! I'm so glad. You know what, Jessica? Today you have all the time you want to speak because to hear you speak is is already it makes me peaceful. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I, I really appreciate the, the beautiful answers that you that you are giving. So, um, so you we arriving now to the writing of that book. Uh, what was your process when you started to? write it and what was really your mission in it because uh, you explained how you arrived yourself there but what made you actually um write this book that could benefit others
1: it was making it so that people could go through at their own pace sometimes for example i'll go teach uh, i teach a lot in, in travel teaching and uh, I'll do a, a workshop or a retreat or something along those lines. And I really was always looking for things for them to take away so that they didn't lose it. Right. We all know, and I'm sure you've heard this, David, but you know, we always, you got to do something for 21 days or 30 days to to make it a habit. And how do you capture that in a couple of days or, you know, um, a one day event or what have you. And so uh, I have I had created an app so people could continue, but with the way the world is, sometimes it's easier to have a book. And so really when I, I did the book, it was so people had that source that they could just keep going back to. In addition to that, uh, the process of it is actually modeled exactly after the journey, thousands of people have gone on with me. I I really just broke it down of, okay, well, this is the experience everyone has and monitored it over a couple of years to make sure that it was consistent. And that book models pretty much the mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, all those pieces that people go through and in, in that order. So when I was writing it, it was really just looking at, you know, notes of all of my, my clients and students and going, okay, this is a consistent journey. We could put this in a book and people can, for a very, you know, reasonable amount of time and a reasonable um, investment, go through this journey themselves and, and be able to get bliss really and and be able to make the decisions to change their life and so I don't necessarily think it was uh difficult but I do like objective evidence so <laughs> I do take my time to do all of the research and make sure that you know whatever is going on is is either backed by research or I have my own research to confirm that this is the journey and and then I just put it together with a um, quite a bit of stories I really That's one thing I have found incredibly powerful in teaching people is stories, how other people did it because it's, it's hard to see yourself, right? Like I look at you, David, like you've created like your own world yourself and you don't, it's a a unique thing doing what you do. It's uh, a a specialty, a gift of yours. And you created that. You didn't have to have a, a story or someone walk you through it but for the majority of people, they need an example that they can resonate with that speaks to them, that character, if you will. And so I, I put several stories in of different demographics of experiences that people I have worked with have had so that people could find themselves in the book.
0: Wow, thank you so much, by the way, for the your kind words. When you created uh, that, that book, What can we find in it? Uh what can we um what can we learn from your book, I will say?
1: That's a good question, right? Because you have so many books.
0: You know, take us around the chapters because just when you read the 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 chapter, uh you already like, oh I never thought of that. Oh, I never thought of this, you know. Uh if you can tell us a little bit what we can find in this book, please.
1: Yeah. I love that. Uh, y- you know it's it is 10 chapters and but it really goes quick because it is workbook style. So when you go through each chapter, it is this journey you're going through of all these experiences. you know I already told you there's stories in there that you can resonate with. but there's also practices. Now what I mean by practices it, it gives you options for what is going to work for you. So, you know, for example, I use diet as an example, right? You, you uh, join some of these diet programs or things that work for others and you're real excited, but then you find out, you know, you can only eat five ingredients, let's say, right? I'm just exaggerating, but you get the point. (laughs) And so you, you immediately are going, oh, okay. So my whole journey is cutting all of these things out of my life in these chapters, in the beginning, it kind of goes through what is the problem, right? What is the the issue you're having with being happy? What are the key factors holding you back from achieving your highest self, right? Because we, I firmly believe we can all be better. I never imagined if you told me a decade ago, I would be doing all the things I'm doing now and this level of energy, happiness and health, I wouldn't have believed you. Right. So it chapter one, it really goes into that, like level set. Like, how are you growing these areas of your life and pointing out that you might not be focusing on them or there's places where you could. So when you're going into this, it's really this mental kind of level set of where we're at. Because it all starts in our head. And then when we go into the following chapters, like in chapter two, we're going into the intertwined understanding of the mind, body, spirit. We hear that. And I'm one of them. This was my fault. Um, Like, I don't know about you, David, but have you been told to meditate a lot or like take mindful moments?
0: And actually, a lot of people told me about meditation, but you know what I say <laughs> is I don't have time for it. Yes, <laughs> and, and and that's actually the, the worst answer you can give, because meditation, <laughs> actually, the first thing is you take time for yourself, you know. Right. So.
1: <laughs> yes, it, that's exactly my point, David. And I did the exact same thing. I had a very intense job. And, and I loved it. And I had my family and all these things in life, all the noise. Right. And they would tell me, well, oh, you need to meditate. You need to meditate. And I'm like, that's cute. That's good for you. I'm different, you know, Or <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And so it, it kind of goes through and, and what I needed is I needed to understand the mechanics of it. I very much, uh, am a very logical person and black and white And so what ended up happening is kind of what I share in chapter two, where that mind, body, spirit is connected. And because I was like, yes, I understand it's supposed to make me feel good, but you also tell me to go get facials. And I don't have time for that. And I'm not going to do that to make myself feel good. I have more important things to do. Well, the reality is (laughs) all these things affect us and that language affects us. It, you know, I have more important things to do. What's more important than yourself? And when you kind of can change that mindset, it really is profound. So, in how you make your decisions and interact in life, and you very quickly start seeing the byproduct of it, meaning, uh, I now. I literally sleep four hours a night and that's it. And I wake up with so much zest and uh, vitality and just this overwhelming amount of joy and all these things I need to do in the day. And I'm like, let's do it. And everyone's like, what? what? I need coffee, you know? Um, and usually when you understand that connection, it, it, it's never resonated that way. And once you do realize that, hey, you just sacrifice a short blink of an eye, if you could even call it that in life, to make these changes, it will make this huge impact on the rest of your life. And so that's really what chapter two is about. Now, when we go into chapter three, that's talking about the transformation and really starting to like step in and take action. So in the first couple chapters, you're seeing asking yourself these questions that I've kind of put out to you, right? Are you, why aren't you worth it? Why aren't you putting yourself first? Uh, And then when we go into the actual transformation, it's very simple, right? We just take these small steps and I start outlining the Simple things. Instead of doing a 20 minute meditation or these people that do like an hour, you know, I've been in around a group of people and they were all, you know, well, I meditate for four hours. Well, I meditate for six hours. And I was like, I got 20 minutes. <laughs> you know, so it's uh going through and doing very quick exercises and and for example, meditation that I keep using, it comes in all forms, but it's not even just that. It's creating some type of practices and routines that you find joy in, right? Um, You might find that you like staring out the window and and looking at nature for, you know, the first 30 minutes of your day. That is a mindful practice. You don't have to justify it and put it in this box and this category that society accepts as the activity you're doing. You just find that moment. But there's very very, very many moments in my day where I'm like, "Hmm, this is lovely, right? It's that awareness of acknowledging that. So in this chapter, it's going through like, Hey, you don't need to follow the directions. You don't need to um, do a step-by-step and fit into this new box that people are telling you to fit into. Here's some options that work for you. Uh, I have someone who they've been, um, struggling. Right. And they came to me and, and (laughs) immediately I knew there was no way using the word meditation was going to help. And so I said, I would, they called me in an urgent moment and I said, Oh, okay. How much time do you have? And they said, five minutes. And I said, Oh, (laughs) okay. Uh, are you by yourself? Yes. Okay. Take these steps. And I just very quickly was like, close your eyes, start taking these types of breaths this way, say this in your head, And then I would say, you know, just say out loud if you're finding that this anxiety and this stressful situation is overrunning. And within three minutes, this person was completely calmed down. And I was like, okay, now what decision are we trying to make? And it was quite a big decision and they weren't expecting it. And so um they very quickly in the last two minutes of the conversation could make the decision. I said, Great, I gotta know you gotta go. Bye. (laughs) You know, that was the. And later they followed up with me and they're like, that was amazing. And I was like, well, that was a form of meditation actually, because it's not about how much time you spend. It's about the quality of it and the way you, you do it. And depending on where you're at in your life, it'll be different. So as we proceed through the other chapters, it continues to dive into these things, um, how to take care of your body, why you would take care of your body in the ways that are being suggested, you know, for um, like, there are some areas of diet that I I do bring up because it's important. If you are out eating fast food all the time, you are not going to feel good. That's the bottom line. There's no way around it. Uh, We hear about it in the news and all these reports and journals about how terrible this food is, yet we still go to it. So if you have gone through the mindset shift of putting your body first and it's, well, what is the ideal diet for you? You know, do you, are you that person that needs to be super vegan, all organic, growing your own food and, you know, eating nuts and berries all day? Or are you the person that's like, oh no, I'm going to eat massive sandwiches. Like maybe you want like the giant set, you know, you design your own and I I give you some pointers in it, right? And then you can continue to slowly evolve into the actual diet you want to be on. And then when we look at the body, I, you know, this is just me and my personal preference. I am not a gym person. (laughs) I have tried it and it is uh, not for me. So um, I make a lot of suggestions about things you can do on your own, right? Maybe it's yoga, Tai Chi, uh, what have you, and these different practices that bring in that mind-body-spirit connection. And what I mean by that is if you look at these practices, they actually, the positions, the breath work, all those things, they it's like a fact that they immediately lower your cortisol levels And the position itself is in connection with sacred geometry and these other things that help balance the chi in your body, so that you're not taking in so much cortisol, and it's helping remove your bio memory. And the bio memory is the key of the whole book, to tell you the truth. And there's this thing in the book I call pattern breaking, and patterns are programmed into us. They are programmed into us by society and And David, when I say society, I'm not talking about like the outside world. Society is everyone around you, your immediate family, your friends. And yes, it's all the noise in the world too, but I'm talking about all the influences in your life of all these people. So David, for example, what when you were younger, what were some things that you were kind of old that have carried on into adulthood for you, where you, you have a particular standard or way of doing something because when you were younger, it was taught to you as a a principle.
0: Well, I I was told that, uh, you know, you cannot succeed uh, um, because of who we are. You know, I I forget when back in the days, there was this very big five-star hotel and people were um, just standing in front of it to see these beautiful people, these beautiful women, these men, very elegant, coming out of beautiful cars and everything. And I remember being a boy and saying to even to my dad, I said, oh, my God, uh, do, do, do you think we can go in? Do you think we could go inside one day? Because you know, I was attracted by that and uh, And my dad and other people around said, no, that's not for us. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I've always tried to fight the, that's not for us, that that's what it was. And I still have um, this complex of, um, in French, we call it the complex of of the peasant, you know, (laughs) doesn't translate well in English, but it's kind of that is no matter where you are even if you're in a five star hotel in in business class or anywhere like that you still feel like no really can, can i you know you're afraid i remember when I, when i stayed in a very uh, beautiful uh, hotel the first time and and i was invited you know I, I was you know i didn't want to go into the sheet of the bed i wanted to sleep on top of the bed i was afraid to uh, to to, to, to get it bad, you know, Mm
1: -hmm. right? Yeah. It was perfect. Just everything you had in your mind, leave it that way.
0: That's the first thing (laughs) comes to my mind. I'm sure. Other things will come, but that's that, that, that was already the the thing, but you, this is so interesting. And, and I want to say something um, about your great book. Again, I'm lucky to be on the phone with Jessica Martin And we're talking about Unlocking Your True Potential. Her new book, Harnessing Control for Blissful Mind, Body, and Soul. One thing that I like in your book is that it's not just a book that you read. You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. a book where you are going to participate in the book. Like you have questions and there is a space in the book where you put your own answers. Like by example, What led me to feel stuck and hopeless? Then you write things down. And I believe just writing it down, it's already uh, a big first step, you know? Um, Then by example, number three, I'm skipping a little bit, but number three, am I surrounding myself with the right people? Number four, do I have a clear direction? Um, Believe it or not, you know, I did it and that is extremely helpful extremely yeah. helpful so uh, what led you actually going to that kind of a technique if i may say of of writing that is not just you writing advices etc which you do of course but also to have the audience um participating and also i also want to state one thing that your book is extremely well organized you know um, by example, you don't have to go far. You just check the first chapter; uh, it's already there. So you explain um, things, and then you put a checklist—a mm-hmm. checklist with you know bullet points. Um, uh, I can tell you some of them without revealing too much. But uh, number one, identify social—sorry, identify societal pressure and expectation. Number two, build self-belief and confidence. And then so you have about 10 points like that. And then mm-hmm. after uh we go into some um something. Let's wrap up because I have um let's wrap up because I have your first digging project we just covered, and then you put all the points. Um, and then after you ask the person, the reader, to also participate in it. So it's it's a It's almost like a lesson book Uh, and it's a book that you can revisit. It's not a book that you just read and after ends up in a bookshelf. Um, It's a book that you revisit again and again and again. So what brought you to go to that sort of technique?
1: To be effective, to be honest, David. I Like you said, it's not a book you stick on the shelf. You might take this journey and... 6 months later maybe it's 6 years later go oh i've totally fallen back into my old ways and you can pick up the book and just go through it again and or identify exactly where you need to go through uh, and the way i organized it is honestly just the way we are it, it was it's literally adult human psychology behaviors and how we learn it's repeating It's um, being able to really have the time to resonate with it. I find that a lot of books don't, it's a lot of conversation, right? You can go through a book and it's, I'm going to help you with this. So you read all of these things in the book, but it never gets put into action. And if you aren't putting something into action immediately after you're learning it, You didn't really actually learn it. I have have this this conversation frequently about smart and intelligent. And you really have to have both. Smart is, I I read the book, I, I learned the things. But intelligence is when it really seeds in you and starts to grow. And we all know, you know, when you start teaching things or acting on things, on whatever it is, That's what creates that pattern in us. And so I mentioned the bio memory. This is walking you through transforming that. So you would be able to go through each one of these steps, each one of these um, exercises and actually practice it so that you are able to resonate with it and make the change. I want lasting change. I want to help people. Yes, of course, I want to sell books because when I sell the book, It means more and more lives are being touched and the more lives I can touch and bring them happiness, bring them a new way of living. That literally is what speaks to my soul. That is what I am here for. That is my purpose is to help people break free from these societal constraints, create their perfect life. And you're not going to do that without having these workbooks style books that I create to be able to go through and do the practice yourself. It needs to resonate and seed in you and be acted upon.
0: Wow, that is beautiful. I'm having the best time ever. Just so you know, I'm having a great, great time. And I'm so happy. And I'm sure our audience is feeling exactly the same. So um, following still in in the book, well, what are the first things that people tell you usually, um, whether when you teach or whether when you give a uh, consultation or when people have read uh, the book?
1: When people, usually if people come up to me and just immediately are, that was profound. That changed everything. Uh, I And it, it's usually one piece. And, you know, five minutes is like one piece, right? It's such a, everything's designed to be very quick results. And they will just say, this changed my life. And then they, many people will go back through and read it again and continue to pick out other pieces. Like maybe they changed um, a thought process and then they'll go back through and be able to change another thought process and take more control over their life uh just so then they can be happy right uh so almost everyone who comes up to me wants more they they love it they they thought this was great it made so much difference in my life uh it speaks to them i think it, a lot of it is I just I live in the same reality we live in, right? I I travel, I speak, I teach, I I do all these things just like you do, David. You're all over, right? Traveling, meeting people, doing all these things and and you just love it. And when you're doing that, um you get to see where people are at and I think that a lot of times the the feedback constantly is it really touched them. It helped them start their journey to their own happiness, controlling their life. And the byproduct of that is you are filled with so much bliss through mind, body, and spirit that you start resonating with that so much that you're putting it back out there in the world. So I'm like, this is great. All they, they come and tell me these stories about, you know, because I changed this, my employees were happy and I really started having deep connections with them. Or because of this, I started teaching my children this and I'm finding they're having a better, um, balance in their life. Uh, my spouse, my, you know, they they have all kinds of stories of how it's affected them in their lives and turned it positive and how they're touching other lives. And I, that's just amazing. I love that who, like, it's just wonderful to be able to spread joy, (laughs) you know, (laughs)
0: And you do it so beautifully. And, uh, and and again, you know, your book is absolutely uh, phenomenal. This is the lovely Jessica Martin with Unlocking Your True Potential, Harnessing Control for a Blissful Mind, Body, and Soul. Uh, what is, uh, and forgive me for my uh, question, but what is the difference between mind and the soul?
1: Oh, yeah. That's actually asked a lot. <laughs> the The mind, so it depends on your belief system, but your soul, your spirit, your vitality, whichever you want to call it, uh, is an, a connection of like who, I guess for the explanation of this book, who you are as a, a soul, what feeds your soul, your unique um, connection to oneness. And our minds are a part of our physical body. And it's kind of the middle ground between our body and our our spirit or soul. The mind's job is to keep us safe. It's a big part of the the job, right? So we used to have a, a very strong reptilian part of our brain. And as we've evolved... Uh, That's what triggers us, right? I don't know if you've heard about this, but, you know, back in the day, people would, uh, the reptilian part would be triggered for a fight or flight for survival. Well, now what we don't realize is that fight or flight is a social media post. It's showing up to work and having a confrontation with our boss, right? It's that same thing is triggered and that's the brain's job is to keep us safe. So it will... Model after what we hear, see, touch, experience, and then that transfers it into an experience into our bodies, and that's why we have these challenges with cortisol dumps and and all these things because of the high amount of stress and noise in our society. So when you're looking at your mind body, I'm sorry your your spirit mind connection, the brain is the fundamental piece that we need to program in on top of. Ridding our bodies of that bio memory so that our soul can speak and permeate throughout all of us and we can be ourselves into true bliss and happiness
0: wow thank you really for uh for telling me the difference now i know the difference <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's it's good to know it so um so what is next for you um after that book where where are you going after that
1: so many more books <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm actually writing, uh, a whole series right now that was very popular over the last few years of legacy leadership. And wow. this series goes into how I lead and, and how I've taught others to lead and they have, their business has taken off. Their career has taken off. It's actually along these exact same principles, I wanted to first have this book out so that it was available for everyone, regardless of where you're at in life. But I do have this other series releasing this year that is going into the leadership and the business owners, um, the corporate uh, executives, people trying to move their career up. And it's all around, mainly what we just talked about, that mental piece, right? We got to get our brain to stop scaring us into making decisions we've modeled after and allow our soul to come in, create that creativity that's right for us. And then we can really release and, and, um, and uh, embrace our full potential of each of us as an individual. And so it's going through, how do you take these strategic actions? What is, like you said, my book is laid out very logically. I am a very um, practical, logical, Simple person, I always say I'm very lazy. I will find the easiest way to do something, uh, <laughs> and and go that route. I don't want things complicated. I want I want the information. I want to take action. I want the results. And so I'll be continuing to do that. Um, we also um, have the courses for these. And so right now I've been traveling a lot. I'm um, teaching all these practices from this book and these books coming. Uh, all over uh, the the world and, and the country and the United States so that people can experience it themselves. I just want to, everyone to be happy. <laughs> I want to help.
0: you are doing that. We're going into a short commercial and we'll be back right after this. Stay with us. We are back with the lovely Jessica Martin to discuss a wonderful book called Unlocking Your True Potential, Unlocking Your True Potential, Harnessing Control for Blissful Mind, Body, and Soul by Jessica Martin. I'm having the best time ever. This is absolutely uh, an amazing delight to talk to you, uh, to spend time with you, and also to to read your book, to talk about your 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 book. Um, one question. What is your favorite chapter in, in the book?
1: Oh, that's a good one. Um, hmm, I hadn't thought of that. Uh I would say it's actually further along than you would think. It I, I think that when I'm looking at the, the different chapters and the journey that people take, my favorite chapter would be when it starts to really finally resonate with you. Right. And you, you're really getting that idea of like, oh, I'm discovering all these things. So it's actually more towards the end when we're getting to like chapter eight and nine, when it's really about like, okay, now we're going to start connecting these dots because then you really have that uh, full breakthrough and experience. You're, the The pieces of this puzzle have finally come together and you're like, oh, because in chapter seven, it's kind of like that final, like we are going to break free from this, right? We are going into our version of freedom and we break all the final habits that we don't want in our life. And then eight and nine are like, okay, great. Now let's put this together in what is going to serve you best in this life for you. And so I, I, I guess it's a combination of eight and nine. I I can't pick one.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? I, I was joining you actually with uh chapter, uh, eight. It, it was actually one of my favorite and it's written, rediscovering your true path, guidance for reconnecting with your purpose in life. And, and I think, you know, we, we we tend to mix our objectives with our purpose in life, and I and and, uh, and, and I believe we all have you know from God or from whoever you, you believe uh, that we have a purpose. But, but by the way, what is your connection to to religion, to to faith, and do you believe actually that the mind, the soul, um, also has a connection uh, with with your with your faith somehow?
1: It does. My, my thought on on religion is different than faith. So I don't have any one practice that I say this is it. Right? It's there's no. It's not focused on Christianity, Muslim, you know, Buddhism, any of those things. Uh, I realize that that is a big part of our society, and having these uh, religious boxes. But boxes is exactly why I just am like, no, no, no. This is a combination. All my learnings have been a combination of actually studying many, many religions from um, Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism, paganism, and bringing them all together. Because the truth is, if you look at all of them objectively, they all say the same core things about how to live your life. And there's different quote unquote rules around it. However, if you look at the basis of these ancient scriptures across these religions, they all are saying the same thing. And for me, it's a big piece because I was missing that. I, I, It's not that I didn't have the It's kind of goes back to my, you, you understand it, you know it, and you have the smarts of it, but you have the intelligence to implement and really going on my own journey with my own religious beliefs and breaking out of those boxes and then creating my reality. And so when I'm looking at how I address others, I don't care what your background is or what you believe, because that's your right. That's your freedom. You can have all these practices that I teach and everything I teach will resonate with you regardless of your belief system. And when we're looking at that, you get to pick and choose what is gonna help you fulfill what you makes you joyful and blissful because our definition of success is built on those things. And that's why when we get to chapter eight, it's about breaking out of those I have so many students come to me that have uh, really had a lot of internal dialogue and negative self-talk constraints that have been societal constraints on them that have become bio-memory and and they need to break out of these patterns because it actually isn't speaking to their truth. And so when we are doing the, the pattern digging that that is part of the conversation of, is this your truth? That might be the truth you were brought up with, right? It might be this gorgeous hotel with these amazing people and all this culture around you, but what is your truth? Um, I I can really resonate it to back when I was growing up, it was very unusual to play the violin. And it was one of those things that I just picked up. It was very easy for me. And so I immediately got private lessons. You know, it led to the children's orchestra. It was wonderful, but I had so many people tell me, "Oh, she's so young; she won't understand it," or, um, "You know, you're going to have to do this or that." All these constraints. And uh, my dad was like, "If this makes you happy, just do it." And I was like, "Okay," because <laughs> it did. It just made me happy. I I didn't, uh, and I liked being. Uh, doing it the way I did it. Right. I liked being in the orchestra versus solo on my own. You know, there were certain things that I thought through and I I wasn't comfortable with this. I was comfortable with that. And that's really when we're looking at all of this, what you have to pick apart is your core values your boundaries what are those patterns that are your truth that you um, want to keep what are the ones you want to break free from and then create those patterns in your life and uh, chapter eight is a great example of that of really identifying what does fulfill you because at this point in the book you have the discernment to figure that out because of all the prior chapters working you through that mental process finding that physical process are the the um that all those connections for you
0: wow that was really beautiful do, do you believe also the the childhood because you mentioned your 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 dad with uh, the, the violin and all of that do you believe that the the childhood you have and the way you were raised by your parents has to do uh later with the person you are going to become and is it fixable c- can you c- can you c- can you fix it can you become better despite the childhood that you can
1: have yeah yeah i you can it does, i i have seen people in all walks of life some had you know amazing childhoods but the programming that was placed in them holds them back even though they had these really lovely childhoods and they have, then you have people who have had extreme situations and trauma as children. And it's how you again, go back to that and break those patterns. Uh, I know a big piece that always stood out to me and it was something that got me through, uh, in the beginning days of my journey to take this path was my dad would always say, never say can't. It, I, and it was just, as we were growing up, it didn't matter what it was, I can't do this. And he would, no, you never, and we would get in trouble, right? right? Like, that is the one thing I remember my dad, his face would turn red. Don't you ever say can't. And he would be like, you just need help or you just need to figure out another way to do it. Like, And so it triggered that ability in our brains to always overcome whatever the obstacle was. So when I couldn't get better, it was, don't say can't. I, I there's There's got to be an answer. There is another way. And it has given me the resilience um, to have the courage to take this journey. I mean, especially when I started it, this was against most of Western societal um, practices and, and, and beliefs. And so it was really a solo journey. And I think that that was a big piece that when I was going through my pattern digging, I was like, I don't want to get rid of that. That That's what gave me the ability to get where I am. I don't really fall back on it anymore because to be honest, it it's my truth. It is one of my core values and aligning with freedom and spirituality. And that's really where a lot of this comes from, from me as I get frustrated with that. Um, a lot of those childhood patterns, most patterns are going to form in your bio memory and your mind before the age of seven. So say you have an experience today where you feel, you realize you have this feeling, this this emotion from it, regardless of what the emotion is. Let's just say you you have this emotion from someone getting, like maybe you you ordered something at a restaurant and you get it and it's it's not what you expected and you you get this feeling. Well, if you stop and 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 really, and it takes just a few seconds once you start doing this, you stop and think, I'm having this feeling. Why? You can track that back to some experience that created that exact same feeling prior to the age of seven. Because the reality is, is we we have fear and we have love. Those are the feelings. All these other feelings are made up and the, the different levels of fear, the different levels of, of happiness and love, they're, they're all what we have labeled. And so when you dig back, and look at that pattern that was created. You can take the, go through the, the practices in the book and uncover it, heal it and move on from it. And then it becomes a powerful pattern because you are reprogramming your mind and your bio memory and your bio memory lives in your stomach. And that's where you're getting that mind body. How I was saying like the brain is telling the body what to do. Because the and and it goes both ways because there's also uh, your heart, there is more going on in your heart than there is in your brain. And your heart will tell your brain, like, your heart rate will increase and then it will trigger your brain. And then your brain will go, I know what to do when the heart's doing this, and it will dump whatever it needs to in the system so that the body can react. Right? They they constantly are talking together. And so when you are creating this pattern change, it creates that change in your bio memory and it no longer will create that emotion. And once it stops creating that emotion, you come into like a oneness and you realize like all of us are seeking the same thing. We're all seeking happiness and we are seeking peace. We're seeking joy. We don't want to be running around, panicking, injuring ourselves, getting sick, um, stressing out, You know, all, making poor decisions. We don't want that, but we don't have the tools to be able to stop that. And so what if you just sat and did these practices, creating new patterns for yourself, breaking your bio-memory, creating new bio-memory, and then being able to align that to your core body, core values and your belief system, your boundaries, and having the freedom to do that. No guilt. It's just how you are.
0: And you know how we are right now? We are extremely happy uh, to have you, Jessica Martin. You are absolutely uh, wonderful. Before we say goodbye to each other, what would be the your last word, your goodbye word to our wonderful audience.
1: Take the journey because you are worth it, and you are here for a reason and a purpose.
0: Wow, that is you know I've you know we celebrated over one thousand interviews uh, recently, and I must say this is one of my favorites <laughs> because <laughs> I really, really had such a great time, and uh, and, and really listening to you was was really a pleasure and, and, uh, uh, and, and there was a beautiful phrase a doctor said once, he said, you don't have to be sick to start healing, you know? Uh, yeah. And I think your book is, is excellent. You might think, oh no, my life is fine and everything is doing fine. But wait, that you start to, um, to read the book of our friend, Jessica, Uh, Martin. And you will see how much your brain can open up and how much life there is around you and how much you can grow from it. Because remember, you have only one life, you know, so you have to take care of it. And uh, I will also tell you that if you don't do it, who else would do it for you? So and it starts with the wonderful book of Jessica Martin, Unlocking your true potential where can we find your book jessica
1: oh uh great question on amazon (laughs) you can get it in a kindle uh, and you can also get a print and the audible is coming out soon as well
0: uh okay well definitely uh the audible please tell me it would be you uh who will be reading it on audible please
1: you know i actually am not
0: <laughs> oh, no. so sorry i, I love your so... voice you know your voice is so relaxing so that's um, uh, okay well i'm sure it's going to be great but uh, if you ever want to reconsider it i support you 100 percent because uh, it's a whole a whole package that that you are jessica if i may use this word so uh, jessica Martin go to purchase a book called unlocking your true potential harnessing control for blissful mind body and soul what a beautiful book what a beautiful person uh really really uh, keep keep continuing and uh, my the biggest i think challenge for you would be what book can you write after that <laughs> you know that would be <laughs> That will be, be quite difficult, but I'm sure you will come up with um, amazing things. Right now, more music to follow up on iHeartRadio. It's a beautiful day. Stay tuned with us.